Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today's coach is Jessica Nazarali. Jess merges business with her desire to help people through the courses that she releases through It Girl Academy and her podcast, It Girl Radio. She's passionate about helping women use the evergreen model for enrolling consistent clients without having to do a big, stressful launch. Jess, thanks so much for joining us today. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. You know, before we jump into more about your business, I'd love to know a little bit more about who you are and maybe some of the things you like to do when you're not working. Mm, ah, I love that question. Um, what are things I like to do when I'm not working? Well, I'm currently um, due to have my first baby in five weeks. So at wow. the moment, it's been, yeah, very uh, baby focused, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I love travel. So Last year, um, we came back from three years of traveling overseas, my husband and I. So I love traveling, exploring new places, um, yeah, catching up with friends. But yeah, the past few months have been very, uh, baby focused as, as it usually is, I'm guessing with other new parents. <laughs> of course. We all love to be inspired by people's journey. So the first part of our conversation is going to focus on your coaching journey. Mm -hmm. So how long have you been coaching and what really got you interested in getting into coaching in the first place? Mm, Great question. So I started coaching. It it, kind of came about quite organically. I never really decided I'm going to become a coach. I became a coach because I was I was seeing a need in the marketplace for it. Mm-hmm. Essentially, I had started an online health food store and a health blog, and mm-hmm. I was running them both um, at the same time. This was in 2011. And about 18 months into doing that, I had people reach out to me and say, wow, Jess, you know, you've built up such a a great following and, um, you know, you're really well known in this space. Would you help me to be able to do this as well? Would you be able to help me to, you know, start a blog to build a following? And then I had other people coming to me as well who wanted to create online stores. Mm-hmm. And so I said yes. And that's how I kind of unofficially started coaching. So it wasn't like I woke up one day and said, I'm going to become a coach. It was from the, following a need and a want. And from there, I did start working with clients in, I guess I could, you you'd call it like a coaching slash consulting capacity. And then I realized very quickly um, that while I'd had experience working with clients in my corporate job, it was very different to what I was doing now. So mm. that's when I enrolled in, um, well, I actually ended up taking two coaching certification programs. And later on, I did a master coach certification. And um, that's that's really how it started. And I think, you know, if anyone listening who might be wondering, okay, well, what niche do I go into or what direction do I head in? I think when you always follow a want and a need, like that's where the magic really happens. 
Yeah, that's really cool that, you know, you were you were really following your dream with your health food business. And then people just started coming to you saying, hey, you, you look like you're a huge success. Can you help me? Mm. Can you show me how you did it? Mm. And it was really like a natural transition. I think that's, you know, a lot of people, I think they sort of they come at it from a different angle. You know, they say, oh, I want to be a coach. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I want to do. Mm. You know, let me just pick a niche. But then looking at it from the flip side of it being sort of like this natural progression. You know, I don't know if you feel like you had it any easier doing something like that. But, you know, everyone knows that when you get started in business, Mm. there's a lot of ups and downs. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) can you talk about maybe a low point that you experienced? Mm. Um, A low point would be when I quit my job. So I I was running the health food business and uh, my blog on the side while I was still working my corporate job because it wasn't making um, enough money to like replace my corporate salary. And, you know, looking back as well, I think I I got a lot of um, value from staying at my corporate job when I did. So I I don't think I was actually even emotionally ready to leave. But then about seven months into coaching, because I started coaching and I was, um, you know, my clients were getting great results and I thought, wow, you know, I actually could do this full time if I wanted to. Um, So I took the leap and I quit my job. And I remember the first month that I was a full-time entrepreneur, um, I quit in, it was like February, 2013, I believe. And in March 2013, I remember sitting there at my desk going like, what have I done? And it was like the <laughs> lowest um, income month in my business. Oh, no. Um, from, like, like even when I was working part time, I was making more. And it was just, I, I think it was that moment of, I, I think maybe energetically, like I was freaking out. So I was like putting that energy out there as well that, oh my gosh, like, is this going to work? And so, you know, I believe you create your own reality. So my reality that month was, yeah, I didn't sign the number of clients that I was after. And it just so happens, you know, that that happens in any business, but just because it was the first month I'd quit my job, it was really scary because I was like, oh, wow, well, I don't even have a paycheck coming in. And what if it's like this month after month? And then, you know, your voice starts to go a little bit crazy in your head. Um, (laughs) Of course. Yeah. So that was, and how I really got through that was I had to, I remember sitting there and I was like, okay, like, you know, you've been doing this for seven months now, like, you know what to do, stop, I guess, stop the drama. And I think, you know, we can believe our own stories in our heads if we Mm -hmm. allow ourselves to, um, but there comes to a point where you just have to be like, okay, enough is enough. And I've made this commitment. This is what I'm doing. You know, stop second guessing yourself and just, you know, go for it. So yeah. And there's been a lot of moments like that (laughs) over the years since then, but that was probably um, the first big one in the beginning. Yeah. So do you feel like that just getting yourself into a different mindset Mm. is really what you that's what you needed and then you were able to to start to move forward again? Yeah, I mean, I think that was the biggest piece. I think, you know, I quit my job, I was really excited. And then I guess the reality of just what it was to be working for yourself sunk in. So, you know, I no longer had colleagues, I was in charge of my own schedule. Like, you know, if I worked or didn't work, like it 
would directly impact my bottom line. So there was a lot of things that, you you know, it's different than when you're working in a corporate job. And I think it just took me a few weeks to get my head around it and then kind of have this freak out of, oh my God, I can't believe I'm actually doing this. (laughs) And then it was just like, okay, you actually can't afford to freak out at this stage. So... (laughs) Well, it's it's a good time, I guess, right at the beginning, if you're going to. Yeah. <laughs> so once you kind of got, you know, got yourself on track mm-hmm. and started to, to get into it, what would you say would be maybe like a tipping point? When did you feel like you were really starting to gain momentum as far as building up your business? Mm-hmm. Um, probably the end of the first, like, um, so March was the first month where I was working for myself, probably the end of that year. So the end of 2014, um, I was really seeing, you know, the traction and I was seeing that, um, I could, I could really do that. I could really do this. Um, it was a year from quitting my corporate job and going full time in my coaching business. I think I'd made... Um, you know, just over $250,000. And that was from both one-on-one coaching. And I had just launched um, a group program in in that December, Mm -hmm. which um, was a big success as well. So I was, you know, a year into my business, I was really saying, okay, you know, that I can work with clients one-on-one. I had done my first group program and it had been a success. So I think at that point I was like, okay, wow, you know, this this can really happen and this can really work. And um, yeah, that was, that was probably the tipping point, like that one year mark where I really looked back and I thought, oh gosh, you know, a year ago I was, you know, crying at my desk, <laughs> not thinking <laughs> like really freaking out if I'd made the right decision. And a year on um, it was obvious that I had. So yeah. When, when you look back at that, at that, first year at that Mm. period of time that it took you to kind of get to that point when you thought you were gaining some momentum, were there like consistent actions that you were taking Mm. or do you feel like there was maybe one big thing that happened for you? Um, I think I was very focused on like client generating activities, uh um, which, and obviously delivering to, to my current clients as well. I had a lot of clients at one stage I had 21 clients um, mm. which is quite a lot, um, right. having, you know, 21 one-on-one clients. Um, it's funny, you tell people that outside the industry and they're like, oh, well, don't you work 40 hours a week? You know, you've got another 20 <laughs> hours right. a week to do other things. You're like, but they email you and like, you're still, it's, yeah, for some reason, it, it kind of doesn't make sense. Cause in my mind, I thought that as well. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have another 20 hours to do other things, but yeah, 21 clients was a lot. So I had a big focus on get, um, bringing in clients, delivering great results, over-delivering, which resulted in clients being happy, but also kind of burnt me out to a certain extent. But I was fortunate. I was, um, you know, I didn't have children at the time and my husband wasn't overly demanding. So he was happy for me just to kind of work and really hustle that year. Mm-hmm. Um that was probably, yeah, focusing on those things. And I think as well, like the first year that you're in business, um, it's, 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 it's probably going to be a year where you do, you know, like you're starting out. So like you are probably working more than 
you will. Like that year I look back and it's like, wow, I'm glad I did it because it got me to where I was. But at the end of the year as well, I thought, okay, like I can't be having 21 clients at the time anymore. And (laughs) things definitely needed to change. But I was grateful that I did that because it got me to that stage. Right. So when you when you look back and you have, you know, you had those 21 clients, yeah. what was like your next step? Did you start to to try to do things to make, to have that same income, but but mm. maybe to go with a smaller number of people? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in um, the December, so I quit in March. Um, in the December, I was like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? <laughs> um, like this can't, it, it just can't continue on the way it's continuing on. And that's when I created and launched my group program. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, a lot of times people will measure their success, like, you know, hitting a certain goal or, mm. or maybe just reaching a benchmark or something like that. What would you say has been a favorite achievement of yours so far? Mm. Gosh, that's a really good question. Well, I, I, I suppose there's been a few. I mean, one that has recently just happened that has come to mind was... I launched a podcast last year in November and mm-hmm. I interviewed Gabby Bernstein a couple of weeks ago and I just released that episode this week. So wow. that was a, yeah, that was a big milestone because when I launched the podcast, um, interviewing somebody like Gabby um, was, you know, on my dream list and I'm interviewing Daniela Port in a couple of weeks um, on It Girl Radio. So that that one just kind of came to mind because it's probably the most recent one. Um, others have been, you know, like hitting, getting a certain number of people in a particular program. Um, I think, you know, the first time, the first time I had 20 people in, in, in a program, I remember that was a huge milestone because in my mind mm-hmm. I was thinking, wow, I used to have 21 one-on-one clients. Now I have 20 people in a group program yeah. Like that was huge because I was like, oh my gosh, my time is so much more leveraged now. Right. And I could all, I could really see the power of groups as well. You know, people made friends, people were like meeting up and like posting photos. And so that was, yeah, that was a massive milestone as well. And I think um, another one would be releasing, I, I have two kind of flagship programs. One's called Business Mastery Certification and the other's Coaching Mastery Certification. Uh, the Coaching Mastery Certification is a coaching certification program and Business mm-hmm. Mastery is a business building program. And just creating those has been a lot of effort. <laughs> and so right. um, Business Mastery has been around for about a year. Coaching Mastery, we've just got the first round of people going through it now. But they're just really solid products. And I think anyone who wants to create like online courses, it takes a while to create a good course. And I I don't think people realize this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because you see, you know, people will just kind of like whip up a course really quickly and um, what, what seems like really quickly. But, you know, a lot goes into creating a course, you know, especially if you have like professional videos and design and mm-hmm. just making sure that the information is delivered in such a way that will actually deliver results. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, creating those two programs and knowing that they're programs I want to have for years to come, obviously updating them though. Um, but that, yeah, that's another big milestone, knowing that they're there and – now it's just about continuing to improve them when needed. 
You talked a little bit about uh, some of the interviews that you've got coming up mm. that to me, you know, the, that's just amazing. I mean, I love the I love both of those women and and it would be, you know, for me, that would be a huge win as well. Talking a little bit about the future, what are you most excited about creating next in your business? Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the podcast is something that I'm really passionate about because I think it's just such a awesome way to connect with, you know, people all, all over the world. You know, I love being interviewed on podcasts. I love interviewing, interviewing people on my own. So, um, and it's something that I don't know if you found this as well, but every interview, it's almost like it's pushing you to another level. Like I listened to my first mm. interviews and I'm like, oh my gosh, I sound terrible. <laughs> and then over time, <laughs> yes. you know, I'm getting better and better and better. So um, just continuing to improve, um, I guess, how I'm coming across on the podcast and improving how I'm asking questions and continuing to get um, some incredible guests on the show. You know, I'd love to um, interview Marie Folio sometime in the future as well. Um, you know, um, Adriana Huffington would be amazing. So just, you know, really continuing to yeah. step up, um, the caliber of guests on the show. Um, mm-hmm. and then I have a mastermind event coming up, um, in Australia in October. So that's something that I'm really excited for as well. Cause I'll get to meet up with, um, a lot of my clients in person, which will be fun. Oh, cool. Now talk about that for just a little bit. Um, you say it's a mastermind event. Mm. So is this the, the people that are in your mastermind are getting together for an event mm. or what, what is that exactly? Yeah. Yeah. So I have, um, a high level mastermind. So, um, after business mastery and coaching mastery, um, my next product is a mastermind for people who are already working with clients, coaches or service based professionals. And, um, it's for people who want to double their business and really, you know, learn, um, advanced online marketing skills that are going to get them to reach more people at the end of the day. Um, so it's, yeah, it's an event that's happening in Sydney, um, in October. So yeah, really excited to, uh, I've met some of my clients in person before, but this is our first in-person event. So. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be really fun. Now, I want to shift the conversation just a little bit and talk a little bit more about what's working right now in business. Now, you've already talked about some of the ways that you're generating revenue, mm. but I'd like to know or, or just so that coaches can see that there's a lot of different ways mm. online and offline that you can make a living as a coach. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about the ways that you're generating revenue in your business today? Mm, definitely. Um, so what we have um we've recently kind of redone a lot of our online funnels which has been um a really awesome experience um so how i generate most of my income is through online um in the begin in the beginning offline works really well as well so i can kind of talk you through that too um so we have essentially different pieces of content. So it could be a blog post, a podcast interview. Um, It could be what else? A video that we then promote on Facebook. And then what we do is we retarget people who have seen that piece of content to a lead magnet. So a lead magnet is something that you opt in and you get, um, you opt in and you'll get a free gift in exchange for giving your email address. 
So it could be something like a PDF or a video series or a webinar, um, something along those lines. So we retarget people who've seen a piece of content and then they'll get into an engagement sequence where they're basically getting to know me and um, trust me and find out more about what I do. Then um, this is going a little bit technical, but then essentially <laughs> if people um, click within an, within an email to go to a sales page um, twice, uh-huh. they then get put into a sequence, which is, I guess, more of a direct selling sequence. So it's, um, mm-hmm. it's a seven-day sequence where they're offered a promotion to buy um, a particular product. So that yes. is essentially how I'm selling uh, business mastery and coaching mastery. Um, through um, through using that type of funnel, and um, my mastermind because it's essentially it's it's you could really consider it like one on one coaching. So that is right. more you know people reach out and apply, and we have a discovery session. So that's um, a little bit different. So the sequence that you're that you were talking about, or just the the idea of you know getting people into that funnel, mm-hmm. are you do you like to give people sort of like something that's sort of a lower barrier to entry, mm-hmm. or do you find that it works really well just to you know to give away the content and then to go ahead and and put them into something that might be a little higher priced? We do both, yeah. So we have um we have upfront offers or tripwires, which are lower cost products. Um, mm-hmm. that we will put on thank you pages. So say if somebody opts in to get a lead magnet, they'll be offered an upfront offer. And then some people obviously take that up. Some people don't. Um, and then they go into the sequence for the higher priced offering as well. Oh, cool. So yeah, we, depending on the funnel, we do both. And sometimes, um, yeah, we don't do the upfront offer if we um, don't feel like it's directly related enough to the main product that we're selling. Um, oh, right. But it's having um, a lower cost product or upfront offer, a tripwire is great because it helps to recover the cost of your ad spend because um, mm. you're making a certain amount of money back right away as opposed to um, if you don't have that, you know, you could be waiting – Uh, a month or so to recover your ad spends. And when you do, it's great, but it can impact cash flow, obviously, because you're spending money on ads right away. And then um, if people aren't buying the $2,000, $3,000, $5,000 program until the end of the month, you just need to obviously manage your cash flow accordingly. You know, one thing that I find interesting is everybody wants to to kind of grow their business and there's so many different ways mm-hmm. that people can kind of get started. Like you you know, you're talking about getting working with funnels. Yeah. You know, other people really like to get into the one on one stuff. Mm-hmm. What's your what would be your favorite strategy for bringing brand new clients mm-hmm. into your business? So if somebody's new and they want to sign client clients quickly, um, I always tell them, you know, you, you need to go out there and hustle. So, you know, leverage your existing network, um, do an in-person event or host a meetup event, like put an event on meetup, go and speak for an hour. It's almost like you do a webinar in person and then offer discovery sessions. Um, you know, tell everyone, you know, that you have started, this, you know, this type of business, like reach out to people who you feel would be a good fit or have access to people who would be ideal clients, um, you know, start doing live streaming on Facebook. So I think if you're completely new and you don't have clients yet, setting up the funnels and online marketing systems 
this is going to support you over the long term because you're going to have a system set up for clients to come to you and decide to work with you. So it's like, do that. However, it does take some time to set all of this stuff up. So while you are setting this up, you know, be doing outreach, um, you know, being visible with your message, whatever it is, um, is, is super important because it can take, I mean, it doesn't have to take years or months, but if you're starting completely from scratch and you don't have a lead magnet or a landing page or email set up, obviously it is going to take some time to put all those pieces together. Right. Do you think that there's a certain, you know, you you were talking about getting lead magnets and getting a list. Mm. And do you think that there's like a certain amount of people that, that you would need to have on your list for it to, to begin to make sense to move into some of these different marketing strategies? I would, I would say from the beginning, like if you know that you want to have, um, a, and look, and I guess, look, it depends, you know, do you want to have an online coaching business or do you want to be offline? It depends mm-hmm. how like, I guess, online savvy you want to be, you know, um, right. I'm friends with Rich Litvin. I don't know if you know Rich from, um, the book, The Prosperous Coach. Mm, yes, I've heard. Yeah, I've and heard of that. and so he's like not online really at all, <laughs> right? Um, and he gets his clients through basically like having powerful one-on-one conversations, mm-hmm. and that's that's how he does it. Um, and he he likes um working with clients one-on-one, and he doesn't really and and in in like in an um high-end group settings, he's not really interested in doing um. Uh, like having courses or going down a different route. So right. I, I guess it depends, you know, if you want to go that way, then that's totally cool. And you just have to know you're going to be having like a lot of conversations with people and just like being very visible and active in your existing network. Um, mm-hmm. If you know that, you know, long-term you want to coach one-on-one, you want to have digital courses, you want to work with people all over the world, then I would, you know, start setting, start growing your list, start growing, you know, a social media platform that you feel your clients are on. Maybe it's Facebook, maybe it's Instagram, you know, just focus on one. Um, but I would, you know, start doing it now because if you start today, you're going to be thanking yourself in six months time because you're going to have, res- like, you're going to have built up a following by then. Right. Well, it's all about taking the small steps and then it all just sort of adds up for sure. Mm -hmm. Knowing what you know now about building up a successful business, what would you say would be one action step that maybe coaches should implement first or maybe even what would be something that you wish you had done first? Mm. What is something that I wish I'd done first? Um. So I think I mentioned it before, but I would say that, yeah, this is still a really important step. Um, focusing, you know, if you're a new coach, making sure that you're focusing on activities that are revenue generating and that are going to help you to sign clients. And then again, you know, be delivering great results for that client. Um, because in the beginning, there's so many things you could focus on. It's like you could build your website, you could do this, you could do that. And if you're constantly asking yourself, like throughout the day, if you're wondering, oh my gosh, you know, am I doing the right thing? Like, is this really helping my business? Just, you know, ask yourself this question. Is this helping me get one step closer to signing a client? Mm -hmm. 
And if it's not, do something else. So what would be some ideas of the revenue generating things that we could do? Mm-hmm. What would be some versus versus something else? So like I would I would assume that sitting and tweaking your website all day is not no. going to be <laughs> on that list of revenue generating activities. No. Um, so talking to ideal clients, like potential clients um, who you could help um, hosting a workshop or a meetup events Um doing like live streaming about your certain topic and offering a discovery session, um, hosting discovery sessions or hosting free assessments with potential clients, uh, emailing your list and offering discovery sessions or offering, uh, an assessment, um, create like anything which is list building, um, Mm -hmm. While that, uh, yeah, I would still put that in into the category of helping you to sign a client because the bigger your list, the more um, potential clients you have. So anything to do with, you know, creating a lead magnet and then, you know, promoting that and getting that out there. Um, setting up an email sequence within your email marketing system, which is getting people to know, like, and trust you and then encouraging them to book in for a discovery session. Yeah, so re- really just looking at looking at the big picture and seeing what different things that you could be doing and then kind of from from the way that you mm-hmm. listed things, if it's going to get you in front of someone yes. or in front of a lot of people, that would probably be mm-hmm. the top choices. Mm-hmm. And then if it's going to be something that's going to be like maybe content that you could give to people or working on an email sequence mm-hmm. that's going to go to mm-hmm. people, that might be number two. Yeah. And then fiddling with graphics yeah. and and working with widgets on your website is probably going to be a lot farther yeah. down the list. It, if it's something that, you know, that you're really wanting to, to, to bulk up your income or to, to really get started. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Yep. <laughs> Great. You know, this has been so good, Jess. I've learned so much from you. Now we're going to finish up with our final five rapid fire questions. Okay. I'm ready. All right. So what is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? Mm, being persistent. What is one quality that you feel every successful coach needs to develop? Be okay. Oh, gosh. So many. Um, (laughs) I would say being okay with making mistakes because Mm. you will, yeah, you will make mistakes as a coach and as a business owner, and you need to be okay with that. Give us one book that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life. Mm. I would say Leveraging the Universe by Mike Dooley. Give us one online resource that you think coaches would love to use in their business and that you couldn't do business without. Mm. That is a tough one. Um I would say Neil Patel. Finally, how can the listeners best connect with you? What social platforms are you on and what's your website? Mm-hmm. Uh, so my website is jessicanazarali.com uh, and also itgirlacademy.com. And you can find me on Instagram at 
at Jess Nazarali and on Facebook at Jessica Nazarali. Well, I will be sure to put all of those links on the show notes page. This has been such a good conversation. I want to thank you so much, Jess, for agreeing to be on with me today and for talking to all of You're us. You're so welcome. It's been really fun, Millette. Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. Be sure to head over to the website at unstoppablecoach.co where you can grab the show notes and check out all the resources and the links to the guest website and social sites. And be sure you join us every weekday when I interview another successful coach and we learn their secrets to building an unstoppable coaching business. Promosharecast.com always been a leader and I've always been pretty creative. It all starts with with character. Speaker of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Success is a result of steady. The roller coaster just took a deep dive. Yeah. It's a genius idea, right? <laughs> Health, wealth, and spirituality. Jamie so good. I'm Antonio Holman, and if you want to be more successful, check out my podcast, The Four Principles of Success, at the4pos.com, part of the Success Media Network.